0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host,
1: Vincent Jenna.
0: Hello, 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 everyone out there in listening okay. land Can all you do over this? the world. Uh, um, yeah, hold on. Put put, put, Tim. Um, hey, Tim, we're going to be introducing you in a moment. I'm going to uh, just give a couple of announcements first. I've got a very special guest for all my listeners today. I love I was actually on his show um, just a a week and a half ago, I believe it was. And um, we we just went places that nobody else goes and had a lot of laughs doing it because this material can get really deep. And you guys know me. You've been listening to me for a while now on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And uh, we get into deep things because in order to remove those blocks and keep you from stopping yourself and teaching you how to be able to manifest the lives you want, it does get deep. Uh, that's why I add a lot of humor to it and and certainly along the ways I get to meet some people uh, that it's very easy to add humor with because they're just as comical as me. So yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host Vincent Jenna coming to you every week at noon eastern time, which we're about ready to go from Eastern Daylight Saving Time to Eastern Standard Time, and then it's going to remain that way permanently. Um, uh, North Carolina does not want to change the time settings anymore, so we will be out of sync with the rest of the United States, which is going to be really funny. I mean, I'm used to being in the same time zone as the rest of the Eastern Seaboard over here, and now I'm going to be at a different time zone than some of my family. York and Maine. So that'll be really funny. We'll see what happens with that. But coming up next week and for the next two weeks, we're going to be working on discovering your soul's purpose. I'm telling you right now, I get so many questions about, I would have to say that 40%, no, even more than that, it's about 60%, 60% of my clients that call me for a reading or for any guidance whatsoever all need direction, all need to know what are they here for, what's my purpose. Um, Some people don't even believe that we have a purpose, that we just exist here, or that we're here and whatever God wants to do with us, God does with us. And I always tell everybody that God's purpose for us is exactly no more and no less than what we want for ourselves. So that makes it even more important to know what you're meant to do in this lifetime. So for um, the, the two weeks, the first two weeks in November, we're going to be doing that. I'm going to be taking you on a journey. We're going to do some work here, and we're going to get you to discover your soul's purpose and passion. So make sure you are listening. Make sure you are listening. But I don't want a lot of time with me talking today because we, I, I've just got to tell you about this gentleman that I had the chance to meet. You know, I've told you many times before when you're walking a spiritual journey in your life you are definitely going to keep attracting people as you do even if you're not walking a spiritual journey. But the advantage of walking a spiritual one is because of the people you attract into your life that you meet along the way. Those special souls that have worked on their things, that have uh, tried to walk their path of light, and try to be a light in the world and and again this is one of those guys that i just met that i kind of feel like we're soul brothers we definitely had a different past together and um i have got a bromance going on with this guy that chances are he was one of my lovers in a past life um but but if that was the case, um, then I was the stud and he was the girl. It just has to be that way. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it was reversed. But what, whoever knows, all I know is this. I love this man um, from the moment that I met him and the things he has to say. And you're going to love him, too. Let me just tell you a little bit about him. I mean he is known as the conscious voice of the south i love that i love that title because we certainly need some conscious voices out there especially in the south here he's an award-winning international paradigm shifting no bs truth seeker now the no bs part is where we really connect because you guys have been listening to me enough to know that I am a straight shooter, no BS, and I have the Italian and New Yorker in me to go along with that. So um, Tim and I certainly get along because of that. Now, after spending many years working tireless hours and going about that everyday shuffle, Tim eventually hit a crossroads like so many of us have, right? We're gonna find out about that for sure today. Um, He was either gonna bury his head in the sand or he's gonna shift in the mindset of the people across the globe. So so Tim was tired of toxic media, and, and if you watch some of his shows, which you need to, and listen to him on the radio, um, he has a couple of shows going on you'll hear that i mean he is really um bringing out that that toxic stuff that we know that media can do so much and it's bombarding the world with such negativity so that he knew he'd have to be a light a torch and gather an army of people who believe in the power of their intentions so in 2009 he founded the united intentions foundation and ui media network which is a nonprofit foundation whose mission is to assist others in learning how to transform worrisome thoughts into positive intentions that's why i love them so much because it we we kind of go to the same goal from different roads but it's it's the exact same type of thing is change your intentions you're going to change the outcome of your life so his passion for consciousness spreads far and wide um, with his children's education program, the Image, oh, Imagine If, oh my gosh, the Imagine If program. I definitely got to find out more about that. And his conscious radio network um, that reaches millions. So his mission is to spread the good word while waking people up to the power of their intentions. And this is his own quote, but we're going to get him to speak it um, after I introduce him. My definition of living life intentionally is living in the present moment with your thoughts. Once you are conscious of what your thoughts are, you are able to be conscious of what you are creating. How many of you have heard me say that over and over again? My mission is to bring to the surface your unconscious thoughts, So that you can become aware then once they're in consciousness of what you are actually manifesting and creating in your life. So without further ado, let's get that man to speak for himself here. Tim Ray, thank you so much for taking time out. You just ran from doing your own show just now over to my show. So thank you so much for joining us. Welcome.
1: Vincent, 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 my my long lost love. Thank you, <laughs>
0: thank, you for,
1: thank you, for bringing me here live with you on your radio station. I'd love it, and I love you. I love everything you're doing. Uh, yes, I probably was the woman. I have to say because I just find you so endearing. I'll do. I'll go wherever you want me to go, honey. All right, that's where you. That's where I am.
0: Well, you're with me, and I'm with you. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, this is wonderful. I'm just so glad to get round two with uh, Vincent. Uh, you know, and we are. We do have a very dynamic uh, chemistry, and I think it's wonderful. And I know our, our, your listeners will, will pick up on that pretty quickly if they haven't.
0: Okay, I lost your sound Hello. just for a moment here. Let's hold on.
1: Okay. Is that better? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I, you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Okay. Okay, you, okay, good. I'm back. Am I back, Vincent? Look at this. The powers that be do not want us to reconnect. That's just uh, you know, the way life is, isn't it? Everything good on our end? All right. Let me know. All right, they're reconnect with Vincent.
0: Hold on, I'm right here.
1: All right, Vincent, I'm here. Yes.
0: You got me back. That's it's the thing. It's the power of love is so overwhelming. It <laughs> overpowers everything. Electronic, Tim. <laughs>
1: You must have left me in a past life or something, because I started feeling, you know, very, uh, very lonely for a minute.
0: No, I probably turned away from you and turned you off like every other husband or wife does. (laughs) When you start talking, that's what my wife does. She has selective hearing. I'm sorry, honey. What did you say? i love it so so talk to me about here's here's the thing that i want to know about you tim okay um right. each one of us that walk a path of light that try to be luminaries in the world we didn't start that way and you said it yourself i said it in your bio there you, you came up against the wall what was going on in the beginning part of your life before you became this luminary and light to the world what was going on
1: oh i got so much i but to to narrow it down to your, your scope of your question, you know, growing up in New York in a dysfunctional family, uh, learning all the hard things in life and in, in, through pain, uh, I grew. And I learned to go within myself for my own sanctuary, my own sanity. And uh, I, the biggest change in my life, I have to say, was reading. You know, I, and, and it's sad because my kids don't read as much as I used to, and I tell them that's just the way through life. I started reading, and I started learning about all different religions and learning about metaphysics and learning about all the stuff that I wasn't being told when I was younger. I'm like, "Wow!" and I just took to it. Nothing was, nothing was beyond my scope. I mean, aliens, uh, you know, NDEs, OBEs, uh, anything possible I looked at, that was a reality, a world religions. And it just opened me up. I became an open vessel to information. And as I opened up, I think I, I began learning to download, and you know, not even knowing. And so I had all this information at a young age. Even at you know 16, 17, 18 years old, 19 years old, I was learning about the power of manifestation. You know, I listened to this uh, entity called Boy, uh, um, what was his name? Uh, oh boy, I forgot the name of the gentleman, but he would share information about how if you bring your desire, your imagination, and your expectancy, you could create what you want. Lazarus was his name, and uh, and this this he was channeled by the, some other people. And I'm like, I was open to this at a young age, and then all of a sudden, Vincent, the world, the the human world, the manifest, the the human, you know, get your job, get married, have a picket white fence, the Matrix, I call it, uh, caught me, and I was caught up into it. And then before I knew it, I was uh, doing that path, working my career in senior care business, um, and working the nine to five, raising the kids, buying the house. I always had that intellectual understanding, Vincent, of what what we talked about, what we're going to be talking about today, but I just I put it to the side. I'd practiced a little bit of it, but I lost it. I kind of I got derailed in a way, but in a way that I learned what I really wanted. And then later on, uh, at the point where I started my own business, I had success. I built a multimillion-dollar business from scratch. Um, I was able to to step down from running it to the point where I was able to uh, start my own, the foundation. And I literally was at a crossroads. If you want to hear that, I'll tell you. But my crossroads yes. was uh, was that I was just... Watching the news, I was involved in politics, the blues against the reds, what was going on, and the fear, and I was going to literally at some point, because what was going on in the world, and what was going on in my environment, me intellectually understanding about that I create my reality, co-create my reality with God, that I still was so fear-based. Uh, because all these intentions of others I was incorporating into myself and becoming internalized. It was becoming my intention, and I was living, I was living and creating a world of other people's intentions. and I literally was going to build a bunker. I was going to build a bunker. I was literally are you kidding a me? I, I swear to you, I was going to build a bunker. I had the money. I had everything I needed. i you know I, I basically was a prepper. I prepared my whole my whole compound I live on to survive whatever I needed to. But I got to the point where I was so fear based that I was literally, my last stage was to build a bunker, and I said, whoa, what's going on here? You know, I and I don't know what happened. I think there was some download or some type of intervention. I said, oh, listen, I'm going insane here with fear, control, and lack of control. The more I learned about the chemtrails and the glyphosate and the, and the you know, the... the Genja twenty one and all the, the, the Illuminati and all the you know, the the cabal and everything going on in the world. I'm like, wow, this is scary. I was never told this. I figured this out on my own and it was going on in this way. And I wasn't well I wasn't there and my mindset of realizing that I'm creating it all, you know? And and then so I was going and I said, you know what? I'm either gonna build a bunker or I'm gonna go out and just go out go out in flames here with what I believe about the power of intentions and I'm I stopped Listen to other people's intentions, I stopped watching the news, I stopped altogether, cut everything off, and now I wake up in the mornings so and I create Tim Ray News, and which led me down this path of the foundation, the UI Media Network, and to your kind soul to have me here today to speak to you, Vincent.
0: That's an unbelievable story. You sound like a television show where during the Cuban Missile Crisis and what everybody... And out to do back then. I've, n- I've actually not in my generation. It was the generation before us, obviously, or, or just about, cause we were young and you're younger than me. And, but to have that fear and live with that fear and live with that fear in New York. Now, I, I mean, coming from New York, I and fear okay and walking around in fear but why did you think that that a bunker was going to to save you at all that was that that was the thought back then you know somebody was going to drop a bomb and that's it but what about what about your the everybody else around you at the time what did you think you were protecting yourself from
1: um, from well, it turns out, Vincent, great question was my my own self. But however, at the time, I I had a separation. You know, I, I the people that were close to me, my identified objects that were close to me, from my animals to my kids, to my loved ones. You know, and of course, I'm building this bunker for that. But then here I am in separation, and and I, I when I went down the rabbit hole of really what's going on with the alien agenda, the new world order, and you realize that we're just one crisis. We've been in this d uh, you know this. The whole, the United States itself has been in this um, demoralization pro- process for so many decades, and now we're in the destabilization process. And the whole, you know, the whole concept of communism is they, they bring you from destabilization to, to the crisis, and then the crisis they bring in normalization, which is whatever you know, fascist agenda they have. And I see it unfolding. I see it today unfolding. You know? um, but at the same time... I realized that I'm part of the creation of that through the, my fears of feeding into it and what you focus on, you expand, right? And so I had that revelation, right. like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm, am I going to live in a bunker for the next three or five years if there's some disaster that goes on, some unfortunate nuclear bomb or an EMF or a bomb, whatever it may be, live in a bunker and be okay with that? I'm like, absolutely not. I was like, i got to face my own fears here. My fears are creating this. And so once I had that mind shift, that change, that you know, no matter what potentially may happen in the future, and we are at a crossroads. And I know that at, on on a level in humanity, that this is the Super Bowl. I was telling uh, David Barnes that this is a Super Bowl, and we're here. Our souls are here for a specific reason at this time. It's exciting and scary at the, at this moment, but I'm going with the exciting part. I was with the scary part, but I'm going with the exciting part. And the exciting part is I can co-create. I could be I could be an edge. I could be a, a catalyst. I could be on that that edge of of tipping over us in a direction of moving into a whole Star Trek generation of love and of allowing and of, of exploring our passions and not going into this, this simple process of, of just chasing the dollar and feeding this old Piscean control mechanism, you know. And that's where I realized, wow, I'm stepping into my own greatness and this is what I'm going to be doing and part of that, as an entrepreneur, I learned how to build businesses and I learned how to attract and hold really good people and so I put into action and hence became the United Intention Foundation, and more so, where our focus is is the UI media network, where it 's all about raising the frequency. We, all, we meet people who speak through authentic truth, like you Vincent, who um, are and uncensored that 's part of our what we see and every day you see Facebook, YouTube. Of course, the mainstream media are all censoring the agenda, what they want on a matrix level. But yet, we are giving alternative people. We're not fighting with them. We're not saying that, hey, you know, uh, you, know, they're, 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 you know, they're the corporate evil. You know, sometimes I may believe some of these things are. But nevertheless, we're not fighting. We're creating an alternative. Here's an alternative. You don't want censorship. You want people, authentic truth? Then come here. Listen to this information that you're not getting on your mainstream. And uh, it's been fascinating, uh, the attraction and, and our growth and our opportunities since we kind of shifted that perspective.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and I do have to say this for all the listeners out there. I don't think the majority of people, uh, even beyond our listenership, okay, in the entire United States has had a chance to hear um, presidential candidate Marianne Williamson really right. speak. I mean, when when she's on TV and she's on CNN and um, MSNBC, all of those shows have an agenda as to what they want to find out from her. And... and, and The problem is with that is you don't get to hear all of her, you get to hear their interpretation of her and the way they're directing what she wants to say. So, of course, right away, everybody, whether it be Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel or any of those shows where the comedians are making fun of all the candidates, which I I laugh too with them, It's, it's great. He even had Marianne – Stephen Colbert had Marianne Williamson on, and she made just so much sense. But they want to separate and think the touchy-feely spiritual stuff has nothing to do with politics when, in fact, it's only the touchy-feely stuff that they want to refer to. It's only the spiritual journey that's going to change the political climate. And um, and, and what I want to – you what i want to ask you is this here is you you said something in this just now that we have an opportunity because of um the universe or um, whatever is out there in control of all of this is giving us the opportunity to really turn things around now in the climate that's going on the emotional climate that's going on and the and the social climate that's going on we have the opportunity to change it Here is my belief about that. I believe that the souls that have come down here during this time are the ones who intentionally brought it to the surface. So it wasn't so much the universe caused it to happen and now us on the earth have a chance to do something with it. That kind of almost makes it feel like what we've been victimized by the universe. Oh wow, okay, now you're down there and you got all this nonsense going on. You can do something with it because you're spiritual beings. I absolutely feel that in an unconscious knowing, right, because the souls don't talk to us consciously all the time our job is to make that connection so that we can hear that conscious communication but i believe that we intentionally brought it to the surface because we can't continue living the way that we're living and unless you bring to the surface that which needs to be healed and you never see it then you don't know what needs healing so Based on that, how do you feel that we brought it to the surface intentionally to do something with it versus we were sent here with this problem going on, now we have to fix it? What do you think about that?
1: Wow i just'm I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my uh, joint out to smoke it now because that was such a heavy question <laughs> and uh, I, I'd say a brilliant at at the same time because uh, you know when you bring in a couple of variables here uh, you know you you look at our present religions in this world uh, and let's we' focus on Christianity the old and New Testament for now but almost everyone refers to um, you know, an, an, an agenda or an alien outside force of coming in and interfering with um, mankind and and its growth and its pattern. And to this day, right? If you really get into the look at the into the details, but again, it's coming from separation. Like we're not of them, we're not part, we're not. We are just victims to whatever control mechanism. It could be the cabal, the satanic cabal going on, or it could Luciferian agenda. It could be the aliens. It could be uh, angels. Who knows what it really is? But there's always a separation here, and. Then you look at a fact that, okay, I am I'm a multidimensional being. I'm a spiritual multidimensional being, and, which means I'm more than just this human being here having this physical experience in this three-dimensional reality. So uh, I, I call it my higher self. I connect to my higher self that knows me very intimately. Uh, some people may call it Jesus. Some people may call it um, you know, uh, Nirvana or uh, you know, Allah, whatever, whatever energetic source they want to use or whatever regional or area they came from. They'll come with it. I believe it's one source, and we all just have different labels and names for it because we're human beings. In separation, we we taint everything we see and misinterpret it with our limited bandwidth of our five senses and our brain interpretation. Leave it at that. So my higher self apparently has a much viewer view of this temporal self, Tim Ray, here in this reality. So at my higher self, as looking say looking down from a 50,000 foot viewpoint, I 'm looking here at looking at the tree. I can 't see the forest. So even though I'm, I feel like I'm smart and I 'm using at least five percent of my brain, uh, I feel like I'm doing certain things in this reality. I learned how to navigate in this, in this human reality pretty well so far in 52 years, and I, I you know things are going pretty well. I got a little idea, understanding of the manifestation process, co-creation process. but nevertheless, I'm not really have the bigger picture. My higher self does my higher self which is through our heart chakra, I believe, connects to that soul, that larger soul, the essence, God, goddess, all there is, that, co- that collective, that, that piece of it. And the higher self, I believe, is also part of the manifestation process, is creating and manifesting as well on a much larger, bigger level. And I think that collective with other souls are doing that, interacting with each other. Now, connecting the aliens, the angels, the higher self, and all this, is it all just one is it all one and we just create a separation because of our limited bandwidth, our living understanding and interpretation of our brain and our subconscious mind, of limited use of it on a conscious level here in this world? You know what? I think it may be. I think it may be all one. And I think it, that although we separate it for growth, without, you know, without the black velvet and the back of the diamond, you can't see the brilliance of the diamond, right? So that dark side, that, that separation, the dark and the light separation – they really complement each other very well because now you could have a hell of a lot more appreciation for that diamond if that darkness, that shadow work wasn't behind it. And so I think, as you kind of even alluded to on our, our show we had, Vincent, which is brilliant, and I recommend anybody who wants to catch you and me on that show, it was a TV portion of the show, go back on the, uh, on the UI Media Network and look it up. I can't remember the name of that show. What's the name of that show, Otis? Do you remember? I can't remember. Anyway. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and, and and it was it's that we are really creating our own reality in the illusion of separation, and so our demons, what we demonize, these evil things out there, is our own creation. And if that is true, as you mentioned earlier, Vincent, if that is true, my God, who are we fighting against? Us, right? Yeah, I, I, our and, own and, selves. And that, may, that may blow your mind, not your mind, but might blow some listener's mind. Like, so, and then, then how do we play victim? How do we, how do we think we aren't in charge? We want to live in a bunker. How do we, like, if we we get the right, if we get the right president, everything will be okay. I mean, I know. Now, I don't want to
0: interrupt you here. Hold on a second, Tim. I need you to hold that thought because we're coming to a commercial break right now. And I don't want to lose anything of what you're saying. But when we come back on the other side of the commercial, I still want to know how about this Enlightenment did if did it just turn on you went from bunker to lighthouse so hold on to that everybody keep joining us and we are on the stop stopping yourself show my guest tim ray is going to continue right after this message so just hang around it's going to get deeper people All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back. Here we are. Yes, for those of you who are just joining us, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I have the illuminating Tim Ray with me as a special guest today. And we are talking some deep stuff uh, about oneness out there. And and just before we went into commercial break, Tim was talking about how we're all one and we create the illusion of separateness here. Um, And we're going to talk about that again. But Tim, before we we get too deep into it. I want everybody to know how they can connect with you and what they should be listening in regards to you. so why don't you share that with everybody?
1: Sure, sure. If they want to learn more about the foundation uh and our the organization, the media network, go to unitedintentions.org, dot org dot org We have our tim Ray Speaks site on there, our imagine if program on there our our, of course, the UI Media Network. And if you want to start watching our shows or go back and watch the show that, uh, that Vincent and I did uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, go to our UI UI, letter UI for United Intentions, UI and just put, it's, save it onto your home screen. And it's, it's, uh, it's a web based app, so it doesn't take up any space. Just put it right into your browser, that, that uh, URL, and you can watch all our shows, not just the shows that I do. We have uh, 15, 16 different net- shows in the network so far, and climbing every day. We we're, we're looking to move into a twenty four hour seven day week uh, media network for spiritual understanding and wellness. So uh, that's kind of the direction we're going in and uh, and and be part of this movement. It really is a fascinating, experience. That's uimediaapp.com. Thanks for letting me share that.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's very exciting. Now, we're going to talk about this one again, but before we get there, you had mentioned something. It's interesting. Again, I want you to think about what I'm saying and then respond to it, okay? We all seem to teach in the spiritual realm that this world is a dual world, duality, a polarized world. So, in other words, in order to have white, you need to have black. In order to have love, you need to have have sadness, right? That it would that the source spirit created it all together at the same time. I'm going to go out on a limb, as I always do, and I really don't give a crap what anybody thinks. When I do go out on a limb, that's why I say it, uh, because I too am the no BS guy. Okay. okay, it was our separation that caused duality. Everything was created singularly. So I'm going to use your same example as with a diamond, okay? There is another way to see a diamond's brilliance. Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, you you buy me some? What?
0: Yeah, yes, absolutely and you deserve a big rock. Um, <laughs> z- you shine a light behind it or on it. And then the refraction of the Pure white light is what turns into all the colors. So you don't need a black velvet or black background in order to see the diamond's brilliance. You can use a brighter white. Foreground, and you see the diamond even more brilliant because the light will refract off of it. That's who we are. And if you really think of spirit, spirit is pure white, brilliant light. It was in our separating it that we needed the darkness to remind us of our light, not because it goes along with it, it's because we forgot ourselves and separated from it, now, what do you
1: think about that? Well, that's, I mean, that opens up so many gates of new perceived ways of uh, understanding our reality here. One, victim. I mean, how, if we're, we created this on a higher level, higher self level, let's just say that, or collective level, that means uh, we're creating it, and we, on a temporal level here in this, in this world, we think we're a victim of it, of our own creation. So the the irony and the uh, the confusion that would do to a soul I could only imagine because hence why ego needs to exist because ego to me is our is our external sensories. it's it's our external it's it's our it's how we we interpret our environment here in the three dimensional limited bandwidth world. And so, without our ego, we would not be able to use our five senses to analyze information. I mean, it's critical. So it's people like, oh, you gotta get rid of your ego. You get rid. No, you do to get rid of your ego. You have gotta use it for what its purpose is. You know, to un- navigate in the three-dimensional world. But it's not in charge. It's just our tool to navigate. It's our spiritual self. This connection to this oneness, as you just referred to, is really needs to get the light shine on them. And I think it wants the light shine on ourselves. We want to have our soul come out and express itself and create literally heaven as earth here. Um, if we allow it to, but we have to let, we have to realize that the external world first is not a reality. The reality is what you just said, Vincent. The reality is our spiritual soul that is unfolding. That can live here on Earth. It's here now, but we have to shine the light on it, or, and, or at least shine the light on the darkness so the soul can be seen for the first time. Right? If we're absolutely, I love you.
0: Love you more.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> love you more. <laughs> and this this is where it's unfolding is when we realize, wow. We are spiritual, multidimensional beings here, and that power that comes with, and with great power, like spider says, comes what? Great responsibility. And so it just, just can't be given. Like a lot of folks are given the sense of power or touches of it, and, and, you know, and it could be those spiritual cabals and things like that where they use it for, to harm others, right? And so with great power, they're using it, or the folks who are in charge who may not be aware, but they do use these, these pieces of the magic of of the universe, right? But the user okay. form to hurt, right? And, right, and so. But they're still us. We're, they're, they still have that skill set to transform anytime time they're ready to go and realize that they're the creation of this. They just got a small piece of the reality.
0: The so how do you to- get to know that? Okay, so in yeah. every single spiritual being that came down on the earth, even Jesus himself walked through the desert 40 days, 40 nights, was tempted by his own inner demons before he came to his mission. I had a spiritual because I wanted to help a friend of mine, and all this crazy Steven Spielberg stuff went on. What happened to you? How did you go to that? You said that you came up, you were going to build a bunker, and then you decided not to, and all of a sudden just became enlightened. You woke up, the tooth fairy came in, and gave you enlightenment and five bucks for losing your teeth. What happened, Tim? Tell us. That's what I want to know. That's what people want to know. Share with us how you turned that around. All
1: right. All right. So outside of the tooth fairy story, this, to me, it's one word, what happened to me, faith. And I'm not talking about a faith in uh, a religion or faith just in the power of power. Uh, faith that my intellect understood at some point, wow, this information that's coming in that I'm downloading, it's not what you normally I see in the world in the media, and everything else. I'm, I have two worlds, two lives I'm living, I've i been living. I've been living a spiritual understanding of things and then my physical manifestation of my world. And so there was a separation of it. And I just had a moment of faith, like, wow, am I going to go with the materialistic, limited bandwidth of reality that I think is reality? Or my understanding, my spiritual knowing, it's a knowing, it's a faith, my knowing that this I am a spiritual multidimensional being, even though I don't experience it every." minute of the day, every hour of the day, I have moments of that clarity, but it hasn't been consistent throughout my day living my multidimensional self with the decisions and behaviors that I make every, every moment. But I have faith that that is truly who I am. And so okay. when I found myself, myself going down that road, and I had that yeah. moment, I'm like, I'm either, I'm either going to go with faith or go with fear. And that was a moment in my time. That was a moment when I realized, okay, I can't do this bunker. And my information I get is i everything i put into faith even i don't have verification of it i don't have the concreteness of this materialistic scientific method we have on the other viewpoint right but that's
0: what faith is believing yeah. in the unseen yes okay so i want this clear for everybody okay because this is you said something extremely important here that everybody needs to listen to and those that are going to download this podcast need to hear this over and over and over again. So it wasn't that an angel came tapping on your door and saying you need to change your mind. It wasn't that some spectacular paranormal stuff started happening to you like happened to me in order to force me to change my mind. You just made a conscious decision to change your belief from one of negative darkness in viewing the world to one of believing there 's something more than this is that what you 're telling me it was a conscious choice you made
1: uh, I, so such an important point to make and i 'm so glad you reemphasize that because that is the truth. Not everybody has to have the angels to come down to wake you up some people some people do it 's great, but for my experience here on this this three dimensional world here has been. And maybe this was my challenge. Maybe this is what I chose. I didn't want to wake up to something blatant uh, to where to make a change, but I wanted to learn and grow into it. And it was a subtle but yet a very powerful knowing at that moment that I was going to let go and embrace the unknown and ever since then, and ever since then, I never had, and I speak about the paranormal all the time. In fact, I used to be part of the MUFON and part of Parapsychological Institute years ago with Raymond Moody and things like that. I never had a paranormal experience, at least nothing blatant, a uh, paranormal experience. And yet I wow. researched with some of the top, some of the top um, ufologists, and, and David, David Wilcock, uh, Billy Carson, these guys – have, you know, aliens visit them, you know, that I have to believe Yeah, them. they're never,
0: talking I with me, had. so yes, I understand that.
1: <laughs> but I never had any verification or validation of that either. And yet, That so is everything amazing. I'm doing, everything I'm doing, talking to people like you, talking to so many others, Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, Greg Braden uh, on radio and TV, talking to all these folks, I've gathered information that only reinforces my faith. And so I'm living – I'm a living example of what you focus on expands and what you believe expands. And I'm, I'm a working experiment right now because I have no validation outside very, if very little validation outside of this three-dimensional world that there is unknown truly in charge or a higher power. But yet, Vincent, I know it to be true. I know it. And I know it, like I know you and I are freaking known each other in the past lives. You know that? Uh,
0: Absolutely. I, it, but you also yeah, know it because your successes, Tim. You have successes in this three-dimensional life, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. Yes, yes. And and I did it. I did it the clean way. I didn't have to sell myself out to the. Devil, quote unquote, as they say. I didn't have to compromise. My I I could do handshakes with people, and it's honored with them. People may not always agree with my decisions, but they know I'm consistent and I'm reliable, and that I what I say I will do. And if I need to change it, then there's a reason why, and it'll make sense, and people will go along with that. But it's it's my word is everything, and to me, that's uh, what I learned in the three-dimensional world is that that's more important than a contract or more important than doing business with someone, and that's why I believe not only uh, I'm, we're successful at the United Intention Foundation, but I also own a home care company called Golden Home Services here in Georgia. Been running things for 16 years. I stepped down running that years ago to the president, uh, my president, who grew up from a CNA to the president of the company over 16 years. We had very little turnover. I mean, very little. In fact, we're wow. probably the number one home care company in the state of Georgia because we don't have turnover. And it's because I've done, I did it right in the sense of treating people right connecting that. It's not a business. Everything's personal. They're, they're my family. I mean, everyone's my family. My family here. I just don't – back, back in the day when I was running a $100 million company for a, a, a nursing home chain, I was firing people left and right. I didn't learn until I got older that these people are in my lives for a reason and you need to engage with them and take the responsibility that they're there to grow with you, otherwise they wouldn't be there.
0: That's unbelievable. Tim, that's another connection we have because, you know, I worked for hospice as a clinical social worker. So I dealt with home health agencies here in North Carolina like crazy. And yes, it was unbelievable dealing with them. They may have been home health, but they certainly didn't all have the same intention. So what you're saying is so valid. Can you share with me? I'm really curious about what the the children's learning program is. What is it that you're exactly teaching children?
1: Okay. The, the, the Imagine If program, uh, uh, Jennifer Kramer uh, works with us, uh, more contractual now, but back then, we kind of we, she helped me kind of grow the network uh, back in the day, or I should say the foundation. And uh, we created this Imagine If program, and this Imagine If program simply is a social-emotional learning, SEL program, from first grade to 12th grade, that's in schools now today, that teaches children basically... That their thoughts create the reality <laughs> and um and so so you matt and in their terms we don't like in the first grader we don't use intention we use goal as they get older we bring in the word intention and intention uh, has many meanings you know a purposeful thought or whatever it may be we use at the network we call it attention is a knowing that hasn't happened yet so when you create an intention it's a knowing like faith like i have faith that i know that there's a higher power and there's a higher purpose here uh, it, it hasn't happened yet but i know it will because i believe it to be and when you teach a kid that if they change their perception, they can change their experience from math, from whatever it may be, and it's an SEL program that overlaps basically any curriculum. It could be math, whatever. But it's showing the kids throughout class is that, wow, if I'm not doing good in math, what is it? If the kids learn how to still themselves, they put on these little goggles that changes their perception, so it changes their experience. And so instead of there's a bully coming at them, what can I do to change my perception first? So then the, then, and that will change the bully's behavior. So they're learning the connection between thoughts, feelings and their experience in reality from first grade on. Can you imagine right now, imagine this, imagine this, Vincent, if you and I learned this in first grade, where would we be today? I mean, I, I wouldn't I'm, I'm, I'm have cat, been as bullied
0: up. I can't believe you're saying this. This is the part that I didn't know about you because I just, I wrote in my book that because of the law of attraction and manifesting and that power that I know I also helped to create some of the torment because I was expecting it every single day. I, I got so used to being bullied that every time I went to school, I was feeling right away, I'm going to be bullied again. And if nobody was approaching me legitimately in my own. Behaviors and my own actions, I would cause somebody to bully me. And then the same thing happened when I got home. So what you are saying is that we can actually stop that? Do the children really understand? Because children do not have a con- an abstract thinking mind yet, not until they're older. It's very concrete. So their understanding that they can control some of this, is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, the The effect is there. They may not fully comprehend the aspect of how uh, quantum physically our thoughts and feelings are physical properties and they manifest out into the, uh, into the our thoughts. But what they do get is if I still myself, I think about why uh, this is happening to me. And then I put on my goggles and I think about how I want this to happen to me. And then I sit back and I see, wait for a potential change in somebody's behavior. And then I take inspired action on that change. They could do that. They might not know wow. why it's working, but they know it works. And so when as they get older and they grow older, then they start learning the power of intention. Then they start learning how things create our reality every minute, now and a second. Our subconscious mind actually is more powerful than our conscious mind and how we could steer the ship by being become aware of that moment. That to me is everything. Now this is this is the this is the sad part, but yet I have faith in the future too as well, Vincent. if our school systems every school system had this taught in every class and not worrying about trigonometry or worrying about, you know, if you wrote the English paper correctly or if, you know, if we were t- literally teaching people to connect to themselves, to learn. Like, you know, I had a good friend of mine, Susan McDowell, I have her on her show periodically. She told me one of the most profound things we could do for our kids. That, you know, as a parent, I'm a parent, I have two boys in college right now, and um, I still worry about them because they're not making all these smart decisions, you know. And yet if I instilled in them at a young age, say first grade on, that they have this internal guidance system. And it's called their intuition. And if they could learn, if I could have taught them back then, listen, when there's a circumstance coming up, instead of me saying, oh, that was the stupidest thing you ever did, why'd you do that, you need to do this, instead of me saying that, and I said, what is your intuition telling you? That is the only tool they really needed to do when they turn 18 to go off on their own, is to learn their own internal guidance system to help them in any scenario out there. they got to learn it the hard way now, like I did, Well, eventually i got to use my intuition here. And make my right. decisions, even though, even though the birds are flying in the, same, uh, the other direction, I have to make a decision going in the opposite direction because my intuition tells me that. Because I know it to be true. My connection to source is so powerful. What if, I, what if we taught them that at first grade? Instead of they've got to learn you know, uh, you know, uh, history that's been edited and created not even true most of the time. You know? I mean, to me, it's right. like we are in such an upside-down country world that our, this matrix we pull out, we could bring in our spiritual training and bring it into a three-dimensional world To literally create the new generation to create faster than ever before heaven as earth
0: well that's exactly what we're attempting to do i i've heard that there have even been changes in elementary school where they're teaching young children to meditate and that's over here in the united states and that's completely new which is spectacular and and yes just said, I had a client yesterday who is 19 years old trying to pick a college, and I spent an hour teaching her how to meditate on it and ask her intuition and internal guidance, which was going to be the best one, rather than me turning around and telling her, Oh, I foresee this, right? Really? So, yes, that is. But aren't we a society of taking care of the injury after the fact rather than preventing it? We do that in our healthcare system. We do That's that in our system. We do that in everything across the board. So you're absolutely right in that. So where do you see yourself going with all of this within the next five years, three years, or even a year, Tim? What's going on?
1: I think I'm going to North Carolina and move in with you, Vincent. I'm absolutely,
0: buddy. Myself. I've got a big room upstairs. My, my my wife won't mind at all. Let me tell you something. She'll be laughing too with you. <laughs>
1: Well, I was hoping to sleep in between you two, but okay, I'll take the upstairs. That's fine. All right. There Um, you go. (laughs) Spruce it up a little bit. So um, I I think in five years from now, my my main focus right now is the UI Media Network. Uh, we're, We're monetizing it. We're monetizing with sponsorships. We're monetizing with host fees, people coming on. And uh, once, as an entrepreneur, once uh, once I know this is off and running, then we'll expand it further on a more, um, even more international level. I also do I'll go out and do I do speaking uh, gigs on the power of intentions and things like that. People could always go to our site timray timrayspeaks and and book me for that. But more so, the UI Media Network as we move forward and creating an alternative to the mainstream media, showing that people you guys can speak your authentic truth uncensored and get the word out and are and, it, and, and souls are turning to it every day. They're, they're, they're attracted to it, you know, and, and it's not about pushing for numbers. It's about being the light, being the flare you shoot up in the air and let the survivors see you, that there's hope. No, there's hope. You, you, you don't have to go down this road of, of unpurpose, of no purpose, of, of just dismay and depression and suicide. That's an illusion. It, it's a disconnection from source that is everything that once you your higher self it's this beautiful game that we're playing here that 's unfolding that we embrace our demons and we, we integrate them back into ourselves rather than separating them as they are separate and once we understand that truly on a level of attachment not, not detachment but, but detachment but attachment in the sense of embracing the information, embracing all the demons that we've created and become one, we are in this integration process and that's what like people like teal Swan. That's our main focus is we're, we are separated. We've got to go through this integration process. And part of this integration process is dealing with our dark side and our shadow work and demonizing others and the victims and the religions that gone awry. And that's all the game, and it's all a game. It's all an illusion, but yet once you're on that road, things unfold, and you meet the most incredible people like you, Vince. And I, if I wasn't on this road, I would have never met you and so many others.
0: Well, that's what I said earlier about you, right? And it really does matter. People, people just think that that's all woo-woo stuff out there, yeah. and that. We're victims to who we're going to meet in the world. And all you have to do is examine the people in your world. If you have a whole bunch of negative people in your world, chances are because you're negative. If you have a whole bunch of positive, loving people in the world, then that means you're living more of a loving lifestyle. And, and it, yeah, not everybody is going to be perfect. But how do we, you, you make a lot of points about making the choices in the same way as, as I do. So how do you do that? How do you just turn worrisome? thoughts into positive realities how do you just turn a thought around okay all right well what, back. What the things give, things, uh, give them something
1: sure uh, one of the things is you got to you got to learn how to still yourself and and um, we we talk, one of our one of our sayings here is creating a reality one intention at a time all those thousand thoughts all that chatter in your head Pick one intention, one thing that you want to focus on in your life, one thing you want to change. And start out small. It could be a small thing. And we created a website where people go to at, uh, on, on our com is an intention process. It breaks it down where first you create the intention. It needs to be in present, present uh, formats because your subconscious mind only understands what's happening presently. And then you still yourself, think of any obstacles that stopping that intention coming to you. Okay? And then you write them down. And then you then look at what's your emotional why? What's the emotion behind it? Why is it so important to you that you want to have this this new this new uh, boyfriend or new girlfriend? And you put that emotional and that emotional reason in there because that's going to be your motivation to push you forward to create and get those intentions and emotions rolling, right? And then you revise that intention, incorporating your obstacles, incorporating your your emotional why, to a new revised intention, and now, once you have this new revised intention, you you visit it. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And then, you create the inspired action. Inspired action versus action is different in a sense, uh, Vincent, is that inspired action, you put the intention out there, you allow it to come to you, and when you're, now your subconscious mind scanning for it. When you see it, you act on it. Like, for example, I was getting my child piano lessons. I could have went to Google and went through so many different people to have this person come in to get, ch- uh, to get uh, piano lessons for my child. But I didn't. What I did was I just put the intention out there, and the next day I was driving around, and guess what? A car in front of me says, I come to your house and teach piano lessons. <laughs> so I, my inspired action was then to write down that phone number and make the call, right? So I called, and it was a perfect match for my son. Now I could have went through Google or to the Yellow Pages and went through two or three people who weren't the right fit, but I got the right one because I trusted the universe they were going to deliver it to me as long as I was willing to see it and then take inspired action. Something simple like that. And then finally we have the what we call the intention scale on the site where people could measure where they are their expectancy, right? Expectancy. And Joe Dispenza says you know repetition, repetition, expectancy, and then you, then your uh, your your desire, right? Um, and so. Uh, there it is. Your scale is from from definitely not to not likely to maybe to likely to definitely. Where's your present belief on that one intention that that's going to occur? And every day you measure that. I'm at a likely. You know what? Something showed up. Like a guy tell me he told me he does piano lessons, but he's not able to do it for me. Hey, I'm closer. Now I'm at a maybe. I believe I can manifest that. And then finally see the car in front of you, right? You know, I'm at a likely. I'm at a definitely. And then when you create that state of being, you hold it there. You allow it to come out. You measure it every day, and when you manifest that intention, you mark it off. Hey, I marked it off. I created that intention through my first initial uh, knowing that hasn't happened yet, and, you, and now you can go to another intention, maybe a more challenging intention. That's a great way to start the process. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I don't want to
0: interrupt you, but we are, we're at the end. Give us your site yeah. one more time for everybody to know, Tim.
1: Okay. Two sites. Go to ui dot com. You can watch our shows and also get involved in the intention process. ui dot com, and also go to UnitedIntentions.org. dot org. UnitedIntentions.org, you can catch all our different sites, Imaginative Program, our Tim Ray Speaks. To, to oh, like
0: my Tim God. Mark. Thank you so much for joining us, Tim, today. And this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show with your host, Vincent Genesee. I promise you I would bring on great people. We had a great time together, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. You helped our listeners tremendously. We'll see each other again. You have a great week. Everybody else out there, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Geestman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope.